good morning and welcome to the VSA Capital 5 Minute Morning Miner on Wednesday the 21st of February and Paul has gone off to the BMO conference in uh, Miami I think so we've got Ollie, morning Ollie. Yeah, morning Andrew, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, not too bad although uh, weather turning a little bit this morning. Uh, we have a little bit of a chat about the weather don't we on this podcast, God, let's get back to mining. Look, Actually some big mining results um, out today, we've got Rio and Glencore that I'm sure you're going to quickly touch on. I'll let you get going, Ollie. They're both very complicated, by the way, so I find them very difficult to read personally. But anyway, over to you. You're the analyst. Um, well, Rio, disappointing in terms of analyst consensus. Uh, revenue, 54 um, billion. Consensus was 55 billion. Uh, US dollars, so that was off 3% year on year, which in, in light of the commodity performance, that's maybe not too bad, um, but obviously cost inflation um, has had an impact and EBITDA was off 9% year on year. That was also uh, missing consensus, which I think was uh, 25 point six billion it was closer to 23 and a half uh net income was an even wider miss um obviously with non-cash items and things that does become a bit harder to estimate that was down 19 percent year on year and uh 10 billion versus 13.3 consensus um the dividend was down 12 percent year on year um, so all a bit weaker than expected costs um, slightly ahead of what people were estimating um, looking to next year the interesting part of the guidance is that copper um, costs are expected to come down from 195 cents per pound down to 140 to 160 um, and that is all on the swing production coming in from the Oyutolgoi and Kennecott ramp ups. Um, so a lot of pressure on the Kennecott on the copper division at Rio to um, come good with their ramp ups and commissioning and what well, their their production increases are going to be vital to their margin performance next year. Uh, well this year. Um, so Lot of lot of pressure on that team. Okay, uh, and they're off about just over one percent. So the market wasn't too disappointed, whereas Glencore is actually being hit quite a lot harder. I think they were a lot more disappointed. But again, very confusing numbers. They're actually off about five uh, percent this morning. So what do you think make of Glencore? Uh, I actually managed to miss that one. So uh... <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> oh God! Normally I'm called catching Paul out, but catching you out as well, Ollie. Uh, take my word; they were very complicated figures at Glencore. Uh, I mean, why these guys can't just make something a bit more simple, I do not know. But uh, yeah, uh, disappointment there. They're off five percent. Actually, I mean, the one I would just comment on—I'm sure you may have other things to talk about, Ollie—but uh, the stock that's opened up, uh, well, had opened up strongly. Actually, I see it's just come back to normal again. I was going to talk about Central Asian Metals. Um, they had opened up about 6%, but uh, they seem to have, uh, there was buying up at the higher levels, um, drifted back down again to just basically unchanged at 160p. 
the stock is so cheap at the moment. I know we're, we're moving up the figures in about a month's time, aren't they? Um, but this stock, in my view, is is absurdly cheap. Um, any yeah. comment there? Um, <clears throat> well, it had a little bit of a, uh, a leg down recently, and there have been some quite volatile sort of intraday movements in the price. But I think what's interesting at the moment is that the stock acts to be is actually tracking the zinc price more than anything else um and obviously the mine life at sasa is a lot longer than than at coonrad but there's still you know best part of a decade of of mine life left uh, at coonrad and coonrad still produces over 50 percent of the earnings for the for the company um zinc is you know uh therefore a quarter of the exposure so for the price for the share price at the moment to be so driven by the zinc price i think the market's slightly getting it wrong um and looking at our forecasts uh, for for the dividend for this year um the the yield is just huge um and you know the track record shows that it's fairly low risk in terms of in terms of earnings yeah i mean this management team have a very good track record their quality um well we will wait and see we've only got about another month to wait and see haven't we Oli? uh yeah 20th of march yeah but would be a good one in my view to buy ahead of the numbers uh okay any other news you wanted to comment on uh, I noticed uh, another one that was up slightly this morning was Hoxchild Mining. They announced their first gold pour at their Mararosa project. Um, it's obviously a good milestone. Um, they're expecting eighty-three to 90,000 ounces this year at between 1,090 to $1,120 per ounce. Um, so that should be a good margin. The gold price dipped a little bit below $2,000 last week, but has recovered and is proving quite sticky at this level above 2000 And actually the silver price, which Hoxchild is obviously um, quite exposed to as well, um, that is holding above $23 an ounce as well. Um, and you know, this, the, the consensus for Hoxchild this year are about $240 million um, VBITDA and the market cap is $600 million. So another one that really does look cheap, especially if they can come through with their, um, uh, their ramp up. Uh, I suppose if we, if we take a sort of a big theme out of all the majors that have been reporting this week, yeah, sure, some of them have missed expectations slightly or, or been a bit below, but they're still paying out huge dividends and the cash flow is still pretty amazing. But they're paying it out to shareholders. Uh, what they're not doing is is reinvesting into juniors of any form uh, in order to be able to secure potential future resource, uh, which is just one of the reasons why we have this disastrous junior sector, but it just means there's a squeeze looming up. Um, at some stage, really, the, the major should start sniffing around, but there's no sign of it quite yet. Uh, yeah, indeed. I mean, you know, some partnerships, JVs, taking some of the um, execution risk away from 
junior management teams who are focused on exploration and development, not um, commissioning and execution, um, would really help the sector bring some of that uh, expertise from the companies who've, who've been there and done it um, would really help the sector. Well, I guess we have to just keep hoping. Um, I know also in, in the FT today there was um, uh, talk from the uh, chief executive of Appian Capital, uh, Michael Sherb, um, that he thought that London needed to get behind junior miners again and actually compete against Toronto and Australia uh, and reinvigorate the junior aim market um, as make the city a hub for mining capital. Uh, he may want that. We may want that. I'm not sure it's going to happen quite this day or tomorrow, so to speak. Anyway, all right, that's probably it, Ollie. Uh, we'll call it a day then. Speak again tomorrow. Thanks, Andrew. This podcast has been produced and edited by VSA Capital. It is intended for information purposes and not as investment advice. The information is intended for recipients who understand the risks associated with equity investments in smaller companies. Please do your own research and do not rely on a single source when making an investment decision. VSA Capital may derive fees from this content and seeks to do business with the companies mentioned.